Hi, I'm James P. Friel. And I'm Dean Holland. It's time to fasten your seatbelts, boys and girls. That's right. If you're an entrepreneur who's wanting to take your business to the next level and have a bit of fun while getting cutting edge advice on your business, marketing, and sales, welcome to Just the Tips, arguably the best podcast in the entire world. I guess that's good, right? Yeah, sounds good to me. All right. That was easy. That was the easiest thing we did all day. Yeah. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Justice Tips. This is James P. Friel. I am joined today by the one and only Dean Holland from the United Kingdom. But before I get to Dean, yes, I'm, today I'm making Dean wait. All right, we'll give Dean his trumpet. He can't He can't even handle it. Welcome to the show, Dean. Hey, I'm excited for today because I'm already in a good mood. I don't even know why. I think maybe I just ate too much junk food today. Well, that's probably true, but that's no different than usual. I think the reason why you're in a good mood is because today we are joined by the lovely Jamie Cross. Jamie is like a super powerhouse entrepreneur, mother of four, and it is unfathomable to me how she's taken her company from her basement making soap and uh, face cream and cosmetics that are like really healthy and helpful for women. And I guess, guys, I'm going to have to ask you about your beard products for for (laughs) Dean and I to just doing super amazing things. Uh, Revenues like through the chart. And Jamie, welcome to the show. Thank you for being brave enough to be here with with Dean and I today. Oh, thank you, James. It's awesome. I'm happy to be here. (laughs) (laughs) She sounded slightly (laughs) concerned slash worried like you walk, you're about to walk through a door, but you do not know what's on the other side. It's like you've been told there's something good, but you also don't know if it's a trick. <laughs> She's like, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Am I in the yeah. right place? Uh, well, I guess I guess time will tell. Dean, was there yeah. something else that you wanted to say? <laughs> no, I guess. Sorry, that was just you clearing your throat after the junk food. All right, so Jamie. Yes. We'll get into what you do and your company in just a minute here. But I am fascinated by the fact that you have four young boys. I don't know where you find the time to build and grow your business the way that you do. Can you just share a little bit about you know your backstory and your personal life? Because I think that will make sharing about what you're up to in your business even that much more interesting for people. Absolutely. So I was a corporate banker and wanted to come home with our first boy. It took us five years to get pregnant. So when I finally did, I was ready to just jump all in to motherhood. And soon after, I really started feeling a pull. Like I knew there was another part of my story that had to be written. I prayed for an idea, a billion dollar idea. And two weeks later, I had a dream. And it was basically a blueprint in my dream. I woke up that morning and I said, I'm going to start a business. And I studied medical journals for a year. I just went into, I dove headfirst into research, nursing my newborn at two o'clock in the morning and launched our first product a year later. Which was, what was your first product? Our first product was an organic bar of soap. Awesome. Which is amazing. Changes everything. It's a game changer for the skin. All right. So (laughs) before we talk about some other stuff, why soap, skincare products, like all that stuff, what was the inspiration for that? 
that was in my dream. So like when I woke up, literally if I, seven years later here, I can close my eyes and still see the dream as if I'd been watching a movie. Every detail was in there. The name of my company, I saw myself pouring these oils and botanicals. It was so clear to me. And of course, things have evolved into something greater, but um, what I needed to get started was there in my dream and my vision. That is very cool. Dean, do you use soap? Um, I, I, I occasionally, I, I tr- I've t- tried, I split tested this stuff. <laughs> right. I tried it once too. Well, maybe Jamie will convert us to more regular users. <laughs> oh, we, we will have conversions. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So you started this, uh, soap, organic skincare on the surface, there's products, right? right? Mm-hmm. But what I really like about what you guys are doing is it's fueled by a cause. Right. Right. Can you talk a little bit about what that is? Yeah, for sure. So I am of the belief that if you have the ability to grow a business and you become profitable, then we have a responsibility to make an impact with that. So we've done, um, we've partnered with companies to fuel efforts to end human trafficking. We're working with um, survivors of cancer and chemo patients and helping them to feel beautiful. So we're basically, we're giving beauty away. It's at the foundation of everything that we do. And there's a lot more, there's a lot of just efforts that go into social causes. Dean and I will take all of the beauty that you can give yes. us. <laughs> okay. Indeed. Yes. I believe like your your next line of stuff, which you were handing out samples of last time I saw you, would be inspired by our beards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you, can yeah. you let everyone in on that little uh, oh. inside secret? Yes. So um, we have an organic sex oil that we're doing now, and we've named the company Pounce. <laughs> yeah. And here's what's crazy about the the like the lubricant industry is it's mostly driven by synthetic stuff that you would probably use in like a bathroom sealant. So I wouldn't see very many people shopping at Home Depot for their their sex lube. But that's basically what they're putting on their body. So we're going to make some transformation in that industry and go herbal and organic and sexy. D- Dean, you're just one of the few who does. Go <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm one of the few that applies it I in Home Depot too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Well, there we go. Uh, Tune in yeah. next time, folks. Uh, <laughs> you got to be in the top 1% something, <laughs> yeah. right? So, so Jamie, what's the, you know, there's, you know, cosmetic skincare in, you know, I guess even the sex lube industry, like these are multi-billion dollar industries Mm -hmm. that have, you know, incredible amounts of marketing spend behind them, Mm -hmm. you know, big sponsorships, big celebrities tied to them. And here you are, like, this is the picture that I really want to paint for people before we get into like exactly how you're growing the company. Mm -hmm. But here you are. You've got, you know, this idea for soap. And next thing you know, you're in a league of all these gigantic players and not just holding your own, but actually competing and taking market share and changing things. Like how on earth does this happen? So this is what I love to talk about because vision is at the foundation of it all. So it's different than when you just start dreaming about something because dreaming I look at it as more of a hopeful thing, but when you have a vision, it's something that you see. So if I put like a white cloth in front of you and somebody came along and said, oh, this is a black cloth, you'd be like, no, I can see it. This is white. 
And so for me, when I see it, and for anybody that's a person of vision, when you see something, you become unstoppable. And it's taken us six years to get where we are, but we've built a foundation, which is the longest, most strenuous, boring, and ugly part of building a business or building even a house. But now the walls are going up fast. We're starting to put curtains on the building. You know, things are starting to look pretty and it's going very quickly. I mean, we're, we're literally the fastest growing organic skincare company in the world right now. Which is awesome. That is That's epic. amazing. Is it okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, is it okay for us to share your monthly goals and revenue and that sort of thing? Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Open book. All right. I'm, all right. <laughs> all right. Fine. So, so Jamie, Jamie and her company uh, will cross a million dollars a month. Uh, within the next 30 to 45 days. What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing though, right? In an industry that, you know, you'd be like, ah, oh, I can't break into this industry. Mm-hmm. There's all these established players, there's all this stuff. And, you know, people just like rule themselves out of things before they mm-hmm. ever get started. Exactly. And what I love about what you're doing and your story is that you said, not only am I not going to rule myself out of this, I'm going to come in here with real life, like I got kids, I got late nights, I got like all this stuff. And now Mm -hmm. I'm here crushing it to the tune of a million bucks a month, and really establishing yourself as a major player in the marketplace. So you know, Mm -hmm. awesome. And anybody that has a vision or a dream to do something can do the same thing. It just takes time. And it takes a lot of effort and not giving up. And that's where a lot of people, you know, there's usually right before you're your big breakthrough, there's a moment where you're like, am I going to keep going with this? Because I've been doing this for a long time. It's really hard. And there's all this pressure and all this pressing. And there's been times when I'm like, I feel like I'm in a trash compactor because this is so difficult. And you're growing as an individual. You're growing in your business and you're trying to figure things out. But there comes that point when it just clicks and then things start aligning. And they do that in small phases over time. But then there's something that happens where it's like, the fulcrum and then you've got your hockey stick growth and then it, it it explodes. So what was the fulcrum for you? For me, it was ClickFunnels. Right on. It was being able to take all the work that I had done and all the knowledge and becoming an expert in something and knowing what people wanted because I'd spent a lot of time understanding the marketplace and what I needed to do to set myself apart. And because that I think that's where a lot of people think I'm going to start a business and then I'm just going to know stuff right away. but it took a lot of trial and error. We failed a lot. We did. I've launched hundreds of products that didn't sell. I've tried a lot of things that just didn't work. And then you get to the point where I like it's. It's almost like a convergence of all your skills, all your experience, all your training, and then all the right systems and the right mentors come into place. And then bam, it's like it's like an explosion that happens. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Dean and I talked the entrepreneurial journey. And mm-hmm. you know, what you sort of need to overcome and accomplish and who you mm-hmm. become. And I think that's mm-hmm. like the real thing for me is at first, it seems like there's all these outside things that you have to deal with and contend with. And mm-hmm. then you ultimately realize the person who creates the billion dollar company mm-hmm. is the person that you need to become and that it becomes normal for that person to have that billion dollar company, right? Right. Yeah. Right. And that's the thing. Like if I had grown like I'm growing right now four years ago, I wouldn't have been able to handle it because there's an internal pressing and refining. If you think about gold, you take gold and they add flux to it. It causes all these impurities to rise to the surface and then they scoop it off. And that's kind of the process of 
You know, we're all gold in some way. We're these diamonds in the rough that just need to be refined. And people quit when they start getting refined and pruned. And same thing with like flowers and herbs. You you have to prune these and cut off branches that look healthy, but all that stuff happens so that eventually you can grow bigger. And you did this um, amazing talk, James, I heard. And um, I was listening and this idea came that the biggest trees start with small seeds, you know, and it's in the seed stage to water it, you have to grow it, you know, the sun's going to come and try to rob you and, and kill it and, you know, bad soil <laughs> and all these things happen. But if you keep going and you don't give up, you will, you'll, you will have your harvest. Totally. And I think that's, uh, I think that's super cool because a lot of people don't start things because they wish they had started them a while ago. Mm -hmm. Right. And they're like, ah, I'm not going to start it. I should have started it two years ago. I should have started this when I was younger. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, reality check. You can't <laughs> go back in time, at least as far as I can tell. And if it's something you still want to do, mm -hmm. you know, just start where you are start now, mm -hmm. you know, and the, the, the saying is, you know, when is the best time to plant a tree, you know, 20 years best ago, mm -hmm. when's the second best time now, right? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. what else are you going to do? You got, you got, you got to work with what you have. So, um, <laughs> can I say one more thing about what you just said though, James is especially as mothers, we can't use diapers as an excuse. We can't use like spit up on our t-shirts and late night dinners. And I have to make spaghetti and bath time and bedtime and all the things that we have to do in our life. <clears throat> and not just moms for any of you that have life happening. That's not an excuse to fail. You really have to use those things to, um, leverage you up. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. I've got a uh, like a quote on my phone, on my wallpaper, and it says, "How can I use this to make me stronger?" Mm -hmm. Like no matter what, no matter what, it's happening. Like reality is happening right now, and you can either you know run away from it, curl up in the fetal position, start sucking your thumb, <laughs> or you could just say, "All right, this is here to teach me some lesson to help me grow." Right to become a stronger human being and part of my mm -hmm. journey. And, you know, I heard a, um, this epic speech by a, uh, former Navy SEAL the other day. Cause those guys go through like the most high pressure, like, you know, you call it like trash compactor. Like those guys are like, you know, <laughs> vice for God knows how long. <laughs> and this guy said, you've got to do something every single day that you think sucks mm -hmm. that you're not good at so mm -hmm. that you can continue to have that edge. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you know, you sort of deteriorate. And I think what, ha I think the problem is a lot of people chase comfort oh, and yeah. that is like such a mistake. Yes. If you chase comfort, you wind up becoming comfortable and that gets you nowhere. nowhere. And you start like rotting away, like physically, mentally, spiritually, mm -hmm. all that. Like we are not meant to be comfortable. We're meant to grow. Like trees don't just grow to like, a foot and a half and be like, you know what? The hell with this <laughs> growing shit. I'm just going to stay right here. Right. Right. Exactly. And, and like, we got to be, we got to be open to that. And so I love what right. you're saying about that. And you don't have to be this like super mega Tony Robbins. Even Tony Robbins started out with nothing. We all start somewhere. And, and, I think it's so, and I think James, you and I have talked about this before, but su surrounding yourself with people who are incredible at things that you're not incredible at and get good at leveraging other people's skills and talents and strengths and surround yourself with amazingness and, and then become that person. Like you're saying, James, fill those shoes. Yeah. Well, I think, um, 
you know, it's, it's so true that people who want to start something think there's going to be some magic time, mm-hmm. you know, when like, oh man, as soon as this happens or as soon as this, I'm ready for this or whatever. And then next thing you know, you're like 85 years old and you're going to die. And you're exactly. like, wait a second, that's not what was supposed to happen. What? Too late, right? right? And it's just that like really bad mindset. Totally. There's a quote that I should have tattooed because it's on all of my my iPods and everything I can have inscribed on. It's better the pain of discipline than the pain of regret. And I've always thought about that. Like what would it be like to get to the end of your life when you can't turn back time? So what decisions am I making now to make sure that I am making the most of every opportunity and always having that mindset? Which I guess, Dean, is why you don't even wait to get home from right. Home Depot. You <laughs> just want to right. seize the what moment if something while you're there. unquestionable or bad should happen on the way home and I've got the lube in hand and I can't complete the process. And I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not one to take those kind of risks. <laughs> the process. And, and right. what a shame that would be. <laughs> and the regret that you would feel would be like <laughs> yeah. super powerful. Is any, James, are you getting the feeling we've gone and created an adult-only uh, episode once again we're going to get put into that bin on itunes with that incredible logo that we seem to attract i i have a feeling (laughs) the the little e for explicit or mature (laughs) whatever they labeled us at that one point is going to be flapped on this episode too wow mostly because of your home depot antics i think and just just like for all of the listeners just be happy this isn't like a video show otherwise god knows what he's the moment So, so Jamie, what, like, if you had to say to a entrepreneur right now, your formula for creating a million dollar a month business, what would you say that formula is? Start with vision, write it down, make it plain, and then begin taking action every day. And you'd be surprised. People think that you need to wait for clarity, but ultimately clarity creates or action creates clarity. So when you're doing something every day, like when I first started, it was, I know I need to create a product based on this vision that I have. So I don't know how to make a product. So I'm going to study. I'm going to read books from the best of the best in the world who are doing amazing things in the health industry. Mm. And then after that, it was like, what do I need to do to launch this? So then I took my amazing product after I had tested it on friends and they were like, oh, this is amazing. And I started walking up and down the streets of Denver and Colorado Springs walking into stores, asking for buyers, asking for owners of shops and doing presentations like on the spot. And so as soon as that started happening, I started getting feedback and it's like, okay, I need to prove my product in the marketplace. And then after I did that, it was like, what business model do I really want to be in? Do I really want to be in wholesale to retail? Cause the margins are so low. Like what's the business model that's going to get me from where I am right now to where I want to be, which is billions. So we shifted our business model after about a year and a half of discovering that this is really not what we wanted to create as far as revenue went. And then of course, it's like, okay, you find the business model, then it's who do we need to hire and who do we need to bring in? And that's part of the journey. And then, so this is kind of a long answer, (laughs) but as you move forward, action creates clarity and- (laughs) Keep going, no, please. Don't let me stop you. And uh, don't give up. And then find systems and find experts. Like for me, I knew that 
as a visionary, I didn't want to have to be the one building Facebook ads. I didn't want to, and I did build my first funnel and it was very ugly, but it converted and it worked and it got us where we we needed to be, where I could start to hire like super pro expert guys that are really good at what they're doing. And, and then we just are growing from there. So being able to find talent and know where you're strong and fill the voids with other experts in their strengths so that you can really grow fast. And I heard a really great speech a couple months ago from a man who built 1-800-GOT-JUNK and they did $100 million very quickly and he grew from like 100% year over year. He said the best thing you could do is hire A players, people that have already been where you want to go. So I've started doing that and it's been massive transformation and massive growth. That's uh, Cameron Harold, I think. Yeah. Yep. I hung out with him last month, I think, maybe the month before. Cool, cool guy. Dean, what's uh what's what's your take on all this? I think you just said something that I like I want to catch on to, because if I was a listener, then this is what I'd be thinking now. Cause when we talk about the types of products you do, Jamie, and like the numbers that you were just talking about achieving, like I'm I, I would think like, oh, she must have got these products into like all the major stores across America. That's how she's doing this. Like, but then you've just said, like, no, I realized that wasn't the path we wanted to go in the business. So what I'd love to hear a bit more on is then mm-hmm. like if you're if you haven't gone that path that like most brands go where they're trying to get into all those stores, like how have you achieved what you've achieved then? How, what is driving mm-hmm. your business? Yeah, that's a great question. And this is kind of part of my secret, but I guess I'll share it here. Retail is dying and I figured that out very fast. And so all e-commerce funnels and Facebook, and we're of course tapping into Google, which is great for long-term and longevity. So those are the main things really. And then social media, like we've got a really great social media strategist, Rachel Peterson, name drop. (laughs) She's amazing. And she knows how to um, build relationships through social. And so we're doing that, creating amazing content and email marketing and all that kind of stuff. So it's all e-com. That is awesome. Awesome. How can, Mm -hmm. uh, how can people follow what you're doing? Where do they go to like check, check out your stuff? They can check us out at Facebook. Um, It's just MIG Soap is our handle across all social. And they can go to our website too at MIGsoap.com. Awesome. You guys need to see like the branding and the packaging and all this stuff. It's just like, you just (laughs) want to buy it. Like I saw the pictures. I'm I'm not, I'm like, you know, as we talked about earlier, I think I've used soap a couple times in my life, but this, I was like, man, there's no reason for me to want to go out and buy all of Jamie's like skincare line and everything. (laughs) But just, I want to like look at it. It's like visually pleasing to see. Amazing. Well, and if I could go back to that one thing we were saying too, is that you want to keep, you want control over your customer and whatever business model you choose, you want to be able to own your audience. What do you mean by that? Like elaborate on that. Sounds like she's attacking Amazon. Oh, I'm not even talking about Amazon. Oh yeah. I didn't even think about them. We haven't even tapped into Amazon yet with what we're doing and that will probably be a peripheral. But at the heart of my company, I wanted to be able to create an experience for our customer that wanted made them to come back for years. Like our customers, when they engage with us, they stick around for years. I still have people that have been buying from us for the last six years. So um, like with the store experience, we we even were in like Denver International Airport. We were getting into some pretty large stores, but they were my customer. And then the, the end user 
belong to the store, right. you know? So I didn't get mm. to cr- control that process. I didn't get to control their experience. So if you want to have something big and longevity and all that stuff, I wouldn't build the foundation on Amazon. That's just like peripheral fluffy cupcake stuff. I think that's, uh, I think that's totally true though. You know, the owning the customer yeah. experience from beginning all the way to end gives you the opportunity to create that mm-hmm. relationship. And like, that's what business is about. Business is about adding value through a relationship to somebody who, um, you know, wants to experience what you have to offer. Right. And people sometimes, I think, take like the quick mm-hmm. route to making money at expense of creating a valuable relationship right. and the companies that do create valuable relationships are the ones that, you know, continue to print money and ultimately become easier and more enjoyable to run than the ones who are just, you know, trying to churn churn products and stuff like that. And so, uh, I could I couldn't agree with you more yeah. on that. Not that I think there's anything wrong with going and selling products, but it seems to me like if you're going to spend your time doing something, you might as well sell products and build a foundation for a great relationship with exactly. the customers. Own, own your audience. Own that experience for yeah. sure. Dean, did you know maybe a little known fact about Jamie? She, uh, the Myers-Briggs personality type, she is also an ENTJ like you and I. Oh, I thought there was a good little thing going on here <laughs> on this episode. I could sense That's that. It's it like is. a deeper level of of genius going on here. Yeah. If we had two more of us on this show, we would have already taken over the world. So it's a good thing. That's happening. That is happening. We are going to take over the world. It's the only way. Well, it is a work in progress, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like everyone listening is like, oh, they're kidding. No, we're we're not. Really really. not. So we're coming um, for you. Literally. Yeah. Fact. (laughs) Just, but you're going to love it. We're going to create a great experience for you. (laughs) Steve Jobs was an ENTJ. Mm And I think people really like his products. Just not necessarily the person. <laughs> no, they didn't really like him. But I think the same can be said about you and I, Dean. I think Jamie's very likable. I agree. I'm yeah. not, you know, especially about you. I think people like me too, but I don't know about you. <laughs> yeah. I'm always on that line. Like one day you like yeah, him. Yeah, you, you really are. Complete ass like this. Yeah. I guarantee the people at Home Depot don't like you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> at least the security guys. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But it's, uh, it is, it's like create, you know, creating that vision for, uh, for your product and your customer experience and stuff like that, you know, super, super powerful. So sadly getting towards the end of our Mm -hmm. time here, Dean, what should we ask Jamie that we haven't asked her? I feel like, I feel like she came on like with her guard up ready to like go. And we really haven't like I feel I feel like we're leaving something on the table here, man. Mm. <laughs> Help me out. I think this is one of those things where we actually do need to have Jamie back. Like we we had a laugh and a joke before we actually began the podcast. She's like, oh, next time when I come back and we're like, whoa, hang on a minute. <laughs> but I actually think there is so much more to come here. Like we we didn't get to really scratch too deep beneath the surface, did we? Well, we didn't. And like, so that was very presumptuous. There's no question right. about it, you know. Before she even comes on the show and delivers any value whatsoever, <laughs> right. she says, hey, um, next time I'm on, I was like, whoa, <laughs> hold it up here, Missy. <laughs> like, we, like, when is this happening? Right? So we. I know. I don't, what, I don't know yeah. what I was thinking. Well, you, you were trying to own the show, <laughs> just like you're trying to own the customer experience. <laughs> and 
we were, we're on to you. I okay? spun my web. Oh, man. Yeah, we'll see. We'll, uh, you know, we have a committee that decides these things and uh, we'll put you in the queue, as they say in Britain. They like to queue things over there. We do do that. We do do that. But uh, I will say I do have uh, one one point to make before we did finish, because sometimes I actually sit here and do something slightly intelligent. I have a pen and pad. And when the mood takes me, I take notes and I'm like, oh, I, I must recall that note. So one of the things that I definitely want to say, Jamie, and this is like a, a, a compliment I feel and, and also a, a piece of advice to everyone as well is one of the things that I've definitely felt with you, both meeting you and on the podcast here is like you just have this unquestionable belief in your product and in your mission in what you do. Like when you spoke about like literally handing the product out to your friends and getting them testing them, walking around, you know, going everywhere, like you believe relentlessly in your mission and believe unquestionably in your product. I think if more people were like that and they went into what they did with that full belief, mm -hmm. then probably less people would give up when they when they hit those knocks like you were speaking about earlier. So I think um, that's a huge thing that I'm definitely taking away. Preach it. Jamie, I just want you to know how uh, how rare it is for Dean to come in at the end of a show and drop that kind of comment. Okay. Right. Like I was like, I almost fell down while I'm standing here saying, I didn't even know he was paying attention. Cause he's talking about Luke's and Home Depot <laughs> floating above his body and God knows what else. And then like out of left field comes this entire like wisdom punch <laughs> right to the face. But I totally agree with you, Dean. Wow. Thanks James. Appreciate the approval. <laughs> I know that's what you seek most, Always. so I figured I'd, I'd give you a little appetizer today. <laughs> oh, you guys are so awesome. I could talk to you guys all day. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for being here, Jamie. So for you guys who want to either use Jamie's products or just buy them because they look so damn good, uh, go to MIGsoap.com and uh, stock up and you'll uh, not only experience a really great quality product, but a really great experience um, along the entire way. And you'll see firsthand for yourself why this product has gone from something that, you know, she was mixing in her basement to, you know, being on the shelves of major stores to pulling it off the shelves of major stores to get it in your hands most effectively and make sure that uh, it serves its purpose in this world. So Jamie, thank you so thank much you for guys. being here. Dean, what can I say? I learned a little bit too much about <laughs> you today and, um, I'll see if I can find one of those men in black sticks and erase my memory. Um, it's been emotional and rigorous. It has. It has. So thank you for that. You guys, we will talk to you later. This is James B. Friel signing off with my co-host Dean Holland from Just the Tips, and we will talk with you next time. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Tips, where we believe business should be profitable and fun. For show notes, links, and other information on our guests, visit justthetipshow.com. For more information on how to connect with Dean Holland, visit deanholland.com. And if you'd like to get free from the day-to-day -day operations of your business while making more money, visit me at jamespfreel.com forward slash autopilot. Our theme music is Happy Happy Game Show by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 license.